0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Avoiding Entropy. I do realize that I perhaps have not listed exactly what the name means, tumultuous entropy, and why we should avoid it. As someone had um, very um, graciously pointed out to me that there are several definitions for the word, and perhaps um, some of you are wondering which one I'm going for. In an effort to overcomplicate a simple Phrase, I guess, as most people do, Uh, tumultuous entropy, I wrote, to mean loud crash, essentially. So entropy, the way I'd like to look at it in this perspective, is an airplane that has installed that engine and is spiraling downward towards the ground. Obviously, that's something we would all like to avoid, unless we're in a Bugs Bunny cartoon, in which case the gas runs out right before it hits, which would be great. Now, perhaps there is no way to actually stop or avoid entropy, and there is no way to avoid our ultimate death, which is understandable. However, I believe that the more knowledge we have, the more value we have and can take from that knowledge, be it knowledge that we use to help us with our lives as an example of something to model and or be it knowledge that we can use to take value from in which having an example of something not to do I am trying to remind everyone that there are things in this world that everyone might not know including myself because on my other account in TikTok a lot of people reach out and they say thank you for showing me this or thank you for explaining and they're learning apparently according to them a lot and I do believe that that's true But what I think a lot of them don't realize is that they're also teaching me. Because seeing other people respond positively and some negatively to the things that I say shows me that there are more opinions than I ever thought possible. There are more perspectives from different eyes and different lives that I never thought existed. And as a true skeptic, when presented with information contradicting his or her theory, we'll have to Reevaluate, and if the information provided is logical and it makes sense, then I will have to change my theory to align with the new information. So there are things that I say that I later apologize for and modify because it's not logically fit. For instance, I said that listening to 432 hertz um, is ultimately a healing frequency. Now. I do know that I'm right in saying that there's two different types of um, binaural or frequency music ones that should be listened through stereo headphones in a way to align or synchronize the hemispheres of your brain to work as one those are binaural beats now different frequencies are different things in your brain in terms of synapses and reactions but the way binaural beats works is that it makes your brain synthesize a hertz that you can normally not hear. For instance, 8 hertz, we can't hear that because it is outside of our hearing range. But what we can do is play 120 hertz in the left ear and 128 hertz in the right ear. Thus, the difference being 8 and that, our brain can synthesize and apprehend. Meaning... When you do that, what essentially you're doing is you're connecting the left side of your brain with the right side of your brain. Now, Although I am aware that there's more than just two, for all intents and purposes, let's stick to that. Essentially, your left side is your logic and reasoning, your laws, if you will, of physics and everything that exists. And your right is the opposite, is the artist, the dreamer, the musician, the thinker, the wonderer. And usually, the way it works is that the right side is kind of dormant, so to speak, and it doesn't really, it does provide insight, but the left, ultimately, the logic side is the one that governs things, which is why what we learn in school, what we learn when we're young, what we're told is what we believe, and those are the rules we follow. Although some of us do dare to dream, the left side puts the right side in check more often than not. Hemi, sink or hemispheric synchronization using auditory response, which is binaural beats, makes the left side, quote unquote, tired and synchronize itself with the right. And that synchronization is exactly where your need, where your brain, sorry, who needs to be in order for you to attain astral projection, lucid dreaming, um, things like psychokinesis, which i am aware that is possible but if it is and i can prove it it is very very weak so it's almost useless but it is useful in the sense that we can break rules that we didn't know we had um so basically when you synchronize your brain that is essentially how you will tap into that potential that you have that potential that infinite potential that David Bohm speaks about in his autobiography. And if you haven't seen it, I really, really recommend that you do. Um, David Bohm was a pioneer of quantum physics. He was a pioneer of lots of things. And one of his best friends was the Dalai Lama. And I think that speaks for itself because the Dalai Lama, when he talks about David Bohm, he talks with awe, like with amazement. And... Now, if you don't know who the Dalai Lama is, then you should look it up. But those of you that do, to have that person look at something in amazement is sends chills down my spine even saying it now. And they're, they're always together. He, um, The Dalai Lama thought of David Bohm as his way, as his um, scientific counterpart. Albert Einstein thought of him as his, um, I think he was called his uh, atomic son or something like that. But basically, he's the man that looked at the moon and the planets and thought not the rock, thought of the planets and the moon not as rocks, not as stones far away or balls of gas. He thought of them as bubbles. And he looked at the world from a perspective of opposites, almost like looking at a camera film and seeing the negative. So instead of there being air and space between planets and us, or between anything physical, And we already know that even space is not nothing. Nothing is nothing. Everything is something. Air does have weight. There are molecules between you and the air that you breathe. Everything is atoms. So if you look at the world of opposites, if you were air, if the entity that is air that encompasses all of this planet was you, you would think that you were solid, quote unquote, and everything else was hollow and a bubble. And that is why, through quantum entanglement, everything is connected. And it's interesting, because once you realize that, and once you firmly believe that that is the case, that is when psycho- and telekinesis, same thing, becomes possible. Because once your brain understands something, it makes it the reality, which is what the manifestation rule suggests. How do you manifest is a question I get all the time. I actually don't really sit and manifest. I don't sit and write things down and say them to myself and then write notes and then remind myself. I never did, but I always thought that there was something strange about me, like I had almost a superpower, and I used to call it I could will things. If I wanted something bad enough, I could almost will it to be possible. To one point where I was going on vacation... And I forgot something super important to me. And I knew for a fact that I had forgotten it. But, and I searched everywhere and I knew I didn't take it. I even remembered where I left it. And I thought to myself, I'm going to have a really, really difficult time if I don't bring it or if I don't have it. Sure enough, when I got there and I unpacked, it was in the pocket that I checked a hundred times. Verifying for sure that it wasn't there. So that kind of made me go, hmm, it's almost like having a dream and someone giving you something and you wake up and it's there. That was not there before, you know? So the connection of that is key. The connection of that is everything. So where does that apply to avoiding entropy? Well, like I said, the more information we have, be it positive, negative, good, bad, true and untrue, although with the recent manifestation theory, if you want it to be true, it will be. I think the better we are equipped to handle day-to-day problems and what's more, make our day-to-day lives easier for us so that we can use that extra energy to help people that are not, to help those that are struggling. Because like I said in an earlier podcast, things that seem second nature to you things that you do without even thinking about it can seem or are actually impossible to other people. Things like making a cup of coffee to an alien life form that does not know that energy change would look upon us like we were gods. How can these human beings walk around on this planet weighed down by thousands of pounds of pressure without it affecting them, take something from the earth Put it in an energy source, converting that energy, then taking that converted energy, grinding it up, making it into other energy, then heating up water, which is another energy conversion, pouring said water through the beans, making the coffee, ingesting it, then converting that energy into energy. It's just like the amount of, the amount of miracles that happens when we make a cup of coffee to someone that doesn't understand that energy change is, I think, bigger than time travel because we're almost there with that So, nothing is too small, even if it is to you. Even if the way you throw a baseball or a football, you think that it's normal. To someone that doesn't know how to throw, you look like a superhero. Don't take anything for granted. And if it's only a step out of your way, 10 seconds, 15 seconds that you can do something to help someone. And it's very easy to see who needs it and who might be struggling. You should never ask for anything in return and you should never do anything to help anyone to gain recognition. Because that wouldn't be truly real, it wouldn't be pure. You're helping someone because you have that energy, because you were granted that energy by the universe doing things to help you. So if you do it exactly like that, with that notion in your mind, you will immediately, and I'm not talking about like weeks, months. I'm talking about hours, days. You will immediately see repercussions of the actions. Because for some reason, the belief used to be whatever you do comes back to you threefold. And I believe that is still the, the case. However, more than, often than not, a lot of it's bad. Like whatever you do, if you do something bad, it will come back to you threefold. But whenever I do something good, it never comes. For some reason, I think more and more lately it's been happening on a more even scale. So if you do do something good, it will come back to you threefold rather quickly. And it's not about seeing the good and the bad. It's actually things that happen to you that normally wouldn't have. Out of nowhere, your phone rings and you get a job offer or, or, you know, and the department you've been looking for happens to be next to that new job. It's a coincidence, quote unquote. And we all know how I feel about coincidence. Hopefully you guys are on the same page. And that's saying that the word is beautiful, but the reason that we use it is terrible, and it's lazy, and it's irresponsible. So that's exactly what it would be. It would be irresponsible for you to avoid or not help someone attain information that would help them with their lives. Because that is exactly what entropy will be if we do that. If everybody walked past, looked the other way, didn't help, and thought of themselves, we would have been dead a long time ago, all of us. And if not for an atomic bomb, something else. But I think that the light is starting to come out more and more because people are starting to see and learn about the things that are going on that are both positive and negative. And as it turns out, most human beings are good. They're on the better side. So once they find out, they immediately turn to the light. Which is, I think, why we are starting to gain momentum in this fight, in this eternal battle. For the entire human race to come together and finally grow out of this neanderthal-like situation which our ancestors so ignorantly put us in so that is a brief explanation (laughs) i'm going to figure out how to do a binaural beat on this and i will explain why it's necessary because it has to be stereo different ears have to give different hurts and once i do that i will start doing meditations on here guided so we can do that together and then perhaps we'll talk a little bit about psychokinesis or telekinesis my success and many failures and why i think that i have stumbled onto something that others have also discovered see you soon thank you very much for listening by the way The thing that I was mistaken in is that thinking or saying that 432 hertz was a frequency that was healing. Now, this is a different type of frequency music, unlike binaural beats, that you have to listen through through a loudspeaker or speakers in general because it must hit your cells on a molecular level, vibrating them, thus healing or changing them. So uh, I believe it's called... Symphony of Vibration, or something along those lines. Basically what they did was, it's kind of like singing and breaking a crystal glass. There is a human being that can sing and can break a crystal glass, but first he listens to the glass and breaks it. That meaning that sound vibrations could affect you on a cellular level. 432 hertz was something that Osiris, or the god of music in Egypt, in ancient Egypt, had all of his instruments tuned to. So naturally, I thought if he knew what the heck he was doing, then I should probably go with that. However, someone had pointed out that 432 is not on the Sofeggio scale. And that is something that is known widely to actually have an impact scientifically on your cells and actually be beneficial to your DNA, so to speak. I don't know how effective it is or how loud of a loudspeaker you have to have, but I do know that I have more information saying 528 works better than 432, which in this case, I retracted my statement and I said that I would go with 528, although I do not have concrete evidence that neither of them work or don't work. That is where I was going with the beginning of the statement, but I believe I got a little bit sidetracked with the binaural beats and the reason I am making this podcast. This is just to clarify what I started. Thank you again for listening. And thank you again for being on the same side of the path that I chose to walk. I appreciate you.